Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Leader Talks with the NYC. This is your host, Matt. And Christy. What's up, everybody? We are so pumped to be back with you. I know you missed us last week. You were like, oh, no, my favorite podcast in the whole wide world was not here. Where did it go? Be real honest with you. It just didn't happen. We were so busy. Things happened and we failed you. And for that, Christy apologizes. I do. Shout out to Stuart for reaching out to Matt and asking where we went. He listens. <laughs> there are people that listen. Are people. That's so fun. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're super pumped because this whole podcast is designed to add value to your everyday life because we believe in one thing. Leadership is a universal language. So no matter where you find yourself, there's always something for you to learn and for you to grow. And so we've been in this series on legacy, this idea of what you leave behind. And, uh, and we kind of borrowed Lao Tzu's uh, philosophy statement. Simply says this, watch your words. They oh, Excuse me. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. So we've already talked about our thoughts, our words, our actions. And so today, drumroll please, we're talking about... Habits. Habits. Habits are so good. And I uh, read a book recently called Atomic Habits by a guy by the name of James Clear. And uh, basically, habits are formed by repetitive actions. That sounds like a no-brainer, but follow me. More often than not, those behaviors are created by the path of least resistance. And so if you look at your life and how it's laid out, typically it it is designed for you to have easy access to whatever it is you are doing consistently. All right, so we're going to do a little little example. So if you're watching TV, Christy, and you go to reach for the remote, where's the remote going to be? It's going to be right next to where I'm sitting unless my seven-year-old has gotten a hold of it, which happens a lot in our home. Is it, it's possible. Yes. But in a perfect world where seven-year-old Josiah does not grab the TV remote, and where's it going to be? Pillow. It's going to be right next to where well, I sit. First off, why does he hide it under the pillow? Because he's a control freak. <laughs> Wonder who he gets that from. All right. So, all right. So he, he, you have the TV remote by the side of the couch. Why is it there and not on the counter across the room? Cause it's easier. Okay. So where, where's the chair facing the television? Why isn't it facing away from the television? Cause then it would hurt your neck to turn around and watch the television. So you don't want your neck to hurt while you watch TV. No way. Okay, it so be the, an easy experience. Like this is not the <laughs> mo- ideal experience. All right. So this sounds simple. But if you look at it, it's, it's these are the things that create habits in our lives. It's it's a path of least resistance. I don't want to have to work at watching TV. I don't want to have to work at cutting the TV on. I don't want to have to do anything. I want to be able to sit back, relax, and enjoy. And so it's it's these type of behaviors and these types of actions and these little attention to details that set things up for our convenience. And that's how we create habits, right? Because when we get home, we're tired and we're rested. What do we want to do? Do we want to go do jumping jacks in the garage or do we want to sit down? Sit down. We want to sit sure. down. And then <sighs> now that I'm sitting down, I'm taking a break. It's, it's, it's natural for me to reach over and grab the... TV remote. Why? Because it's right there. And so I I could nestle up underneath a blanket. I could get on a pillow, but now that I've got the remote, I may as well just cut on the TV and sit there and binge watch. And so we, we can see these behaviors, not just with TV, but towards everything we do in our life that we set up for the path of least resistance. And so here's what's interesting about habits. Um, we can, we can create new habits by getting rid of old habits. 
But how we have to do that is we have to redefine the path of least resistance, right? So we have to make things that we want to do easier to do than the things that we are currently doing. So there are some good habits like eating healthy, getting up early if that's your thing, or staying up late, get some you time to decompress for mental health. Like there's a lot of good habits. And so I don't think anybody here is trying to argue the, the good habits, but say there's a habit in your life that you really, really want to change. Okay. And so let's take TV, for example, because that's that's a pretty much a go-to. It, I think the national average is people spend two and a half hours a day on Netflix on average. Uh, and so you have some that will spend more, you have some that will spend less. But say for you, you're like, I really want to spend less time watching TV because I want to insert here. I want to read more books. I want to spend more time with the family. I want to just not have my face plugged into a screen all day. Whatever the case is, let's just, for the sake of just the example, let's just say we want to spend more time reading and less time just consuming. Okay. So how do we fix this? If our trait is we get home, we sit on the couch because it's comfortable and it's relaxing, it's pointed towards the TV, the TV remote's right there, it's easy for me just to turn it on and just mindlessly do this, right? Well, let's take some things and disrupt the flow. Um, watching, How can we make TV watching harder? We could turn the chair away from the TV. Right, We can take some actions to help set up these habits. We can uh, take the TV remote and we can take the batteries out of it. <laughs> so that way we have to physically get up and these walk are real to examples in this the book. TV. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, you can, instead of having the remote by the side of the couch, you can put it on the other side of the room and then hide the batteries. Um, and in, where the remote is, then you can put a book in its place. So now when you come home... <gasps> Ah, and you sit down and you go to reach for the remote. Now you're reaching for a book. And well, uh, you still can watch TV. But now I'm going to have to get up and either cut it on or go find batteries or go to the remote. Or even if you unplug the TV, now you're creating more steps for you to have to get to something. And so as we've studied through our life and through society and through people, the more steps it takes to do something, the less likely we're going to do. So for me to, to watch less TV, I just need to make it harder to watch TV and easier to do what it is that I'm wanting to do. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of things that we can do with that. So Christy, do you have any thoughts of that you want to add to that? Um, I just, I love the example of how he makes things harder. He also um, flips it and makes things easier um, by like a practical example of that would say, um, let's say you're trying to eat healthier instead of the bowl full of candy on your kitchen counter, replace that with a bowl of oranges, which I don't know if you noticed, but there is totally a bowl of oranges on our kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. And that may have been where I got that idea from. And it may be why the candy's locked up in the cabinet, yes. but I am not afraid to go the also extra step for some chocolate. because of our children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's, that's another good one. Uh, because if we're, if we're honest, there's so many different ways we could take this. We all have habits that we're just not proud of that we want to change. So for me, just to be real transparent, real honest for me, my health has been kind of a, a thing I wanted to focus on. And I know a major part of that is what I drink, meaning less Dr. Pepper because a Dr. Pepper runs through my veins, um, eating the right foods and exercising. And so for me, the, the path of least resistance is to just not have it in the fridge. So I have to make it hard for me to get it. If I'm at home, like, man, I really want a Dr. Pepper. If it's not in the fridge, guess what? I can't have one. So in this little mini fridge we have in the office, if I don't have any Dr. Pepper in there, guess what? 
I can't have one. So now I'm reducing the likeliness of me getting a Dr. Pepper by simply it not being there. And so I can replace that with what? Water. Well, I can do some flavored water or I can do shift gears to, to coffee, but having less sugar. Um, and so I'm being able to create this atmosphere of my habit of where I would like to have a Dr. Pepper with dinner. Now it's not an option for me. So what am I going to drink? Well, what's easy for me if I replace the can of Dr. Pepper with a bottle of water, with a bottle of water. I don't even know what I said. And now I'm grabbing the bottle of water and I'm drinking water and I'm not drinking the Dr. Pepper. Same thing with the food and making it easier to choose healthier options and more difficult to choose the unhealthy options. Same thing with exercise. I can't tell you how often I have tried to get up early in the morning to go to the gym. It does not work for me. But when I found out that I make a commitment to go with somebody at 430 in the afternoon, not only am I more consistent, like for the last four weeks, I've gone on average four times a week. I'm going more often. I'm being consistent with it and I'm seeing the results. And that kind of leads into this this idea of habit stacking. You know, uh, James talks about in his book, not just doing a habit, but stacking that habit with other habits. Okay, and that's how you begin to see real life change because you, you begin to incorporate it into something that you're already doing. So for me, like right now, I'm coming to the office. I know know I'm going to be thirsty. So what do I do? I have my bottle of water that I bring with me or I have my cup of coffee before I go. That way I don't get the caffeine headache or whatever reason I'm trying to justify why I would need to drink a Dr. Pepper. I'm drinking some water. All right. Now that we're working on our diet, we go to lunch. Lunch, I'm making sure I'm choosing healthier options because I really don't want to disrupt what I've got. I've got a lot of momentum. So I'm, I'm trying to choose healthier things because I know at 430, I am going to the gym and I'm going to go work out. And so I don't want to waste my workout on some poor food. So I begin just to to stack these things. OK. And so it's a it's a it's a cool process. So. Some other examples outside of health, uh, you know, it's you could have this goal of wanting to be a better parent, right? That's that's a simple statement. So if we want to to create habits to help us achieve our goals, a goal would be I want to be a better parent. Well, what specifically about your parenting do you want to do to be better? Right. So let's take mood into consideration. Right. Because none of you are like the Taylor family and have ever been upset at your kids or frustrated for whatever reason. But maybe you want to be like, I just want to be able to control my temper just a little bit more. I don't want to be frustrated. All right. So then let's ask the question, why are we getting frustrated? So now once we answer that question, the what and the why, we can begin to create goals and habits to change the behavior. So frustration for us, we've known, has come from kids being overtired and needing to get them to sleep earlier. Right. So that's I think you would agree that that's been a very real thing. Oh, yeah. So so the now, life example. Yeah, this is this is real life what we're having to do right now. Uh, and so then now we have to adjust our routine to, to fix that. OK, so if I know that for me to be a better parent in, in, in better steward myself and my emotions better for my kids, I understand that a lot of the reasons I'm frustrated because they're frustrated. They're frustrated because they're tired and cranky. Well, now they need to go to sleep. How do we adjust our routines to help them get to bed earlier? Well, that means for them to get to bed earlier, we need to either have more done before we get off of work or we need to get off work sooner. 
for those of you that have the flexibility to schedule your own times during the day, that's awesome that you can adjust it to whatever you need to. You may have a job that does not allow for that where you have to get off at a certain time. Well, how can we be more efficient with the times? Now we're looking at what we need to adjust and adapt and how we can take actions to create a habit that turns into a habit stack that allows us to, to multiply the effect. Um, and so, Christy, I know you got some some good information on that that kind of breaks it down out of the book. Why don't you go ahead and share that? So um, with you sharing your story, or like our real life example, you just said a whole lot of things. And I feel like some people may be listening and be like, oh, this is a lot to change at one time. But he recommends just taking one little step at a time. And um, with the stacking thing, he um, encourages everyone to just make a list. Like, what does your day normally look like? Um, let's say you get up, you wake up, you brush your teeth. You scroll for 30 minutes on your phone. Um, Make a note of those things that you might want to start to adjust and replace. And a couple of practical examples of things that he did. um, One guy wanted to start going to the gym every day. So he made himself get up, get dressed, go to the gym. But I can't remember what the time frame was. It, It was less than 10 minutes, like six minutes or something, that he would allow himself to be at the gym. And then he made himself leave no matter what, no matter how much more he wanted to keep going just so that he made that habit of every day at this time, I go to the gym. It's just what I do. And then after he got used to making that small change, then he started adding more time onto it. Or um, another thing with the stacking thing, like let's say you want to be tidier. What's one thing that you could do? Maybe making up your bed. A lot of people talk about how great it is to make up your bed in the morning. So you can look at your list Okay, I know in the morning I get up, I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to brush my hair, I'm going to put on my clothes, I'm going to make a cup of coffee. And in that stack, let's say maybe after I brush my teeth, then I make up my bed and making a choice of when you're going to implement that one new thing. And just one thing at a time until it becomes habitual, then add another and make small changes. And that makes it so much more doable. And then once again, like I said, um, how he gave the example of putting things within reach that you want to reach for that are better, like the fruit over the candy. Or um, I think, I can't remember if this one was in the book or if it's just something I started doing after I read the book, but I always just had, this is so stupid and small, but one chapstick. I had one chapstick in my purse and I would never reach for it because sometimes I leave my purse in my car. And so I put a chapstick on my desk, one in my bathroom, one in the kitchen. I've got chapstick all over the place now, but I use it a lot more. That sounds like a Christy Taylor original to me. (laughs) Probably was my idea. It's been about a year since I read this book. So we're doing a refresher today. But um, anyways, you guys, adding these extra things, you can also do two things at once. For example, maybe while you're brushing your teeth and brushing your hair and getting ready in the morning, you normally listen to the news and you could replace listening to the news with listening to a podcast or maybe your Bible. And just a shameless plug here. Um, the Dwell Bible app is something that Matt and I have used for a couple years now. Y'all, if you have not tried this app, download it today. It's not a free app, but it's worth trying. I think they have like a seven-day trial, and you will see just how wonderful it is. It has so many different voices to choose from, and they're all very good. They're not monotone. They're very theatrical-sounding, beautiful voices, lots of different versions of uh, the Bible translations to choose from and you can choose from a different like if you like piano music in the background or guitar or ambient just whatever you like you can tweak all of it you can tweak the speed that they read to you it's so 
Good. And that's something I like to do in the morning. Um, and Dwell has helped me in my Bible habit to grow so much. So highly recommend Dwell. One last little plug. Um, this book, uh, James Clear, the author, if you go to his website, jamesclear.com, he's got a lot of resources. He sells a habit journal, but you can also um, scroll to the bottom of his page and there's an option you can enter your email address and it says 30 days to better habits. And there's a bunch of PDFs on the back of the PDF, which I printed out this morning, just to check it out. There is a habit tracker, which is a great way to just jot down. This is what I do. This is how often I do it. Add in your new habits that you want to add in there and check them off every day when you do them. It'll help you keep up with adding those new things into your life. And we'll have these included in the show notes with you wherever you're streaming this from. Uh, but yeah, so Dwell, if you'd like to sponsor us, totally for that. Not going to hate you at all, one bit for it. Um, so here's a couple questions, because Christy, Christy did a great job. Sometimes it feels like it's a, a fire hose of information. The goal is just keep it simple. Like, really, keep it simple. How do we make doing the things you want to do easier and the things you don't want to do harder? It's really that easy. How, what actions can you take to to set yourself up for success? So just a, a couple questions you need to ask. Number one, what goals do you have? What are you what are you trying to accomplish? All right. And so number two, what habits are you trying to adjust or create? Right. There might be something that you're doing. You just need to tweak or you want to start something entirely new or you need to stop. Uh, and then lastly, how can Christy and I help you get there? Because uh, sometimes you just need a little extra push and need a little extra nudge. You need a little more accountability. I needed it for soda. Hence, Christy does not order it for our house anymore on the Instacart and accountability for the gym. I go with Lexus all the time. Shout out to Lexus Price. Uh, that's my coach, making sure we get in there and do that work. Um, but like having that extra help and that nudge goes a long, long way. We want to leave you with two final tips and we're going to wrap it up for today. Uh, tip number one, the path of least resistance still requires discipline. Let me say that again. The path of least rec- of least resistance still requires discipline. It doesn't matter if you unplug the TV, take the batteries out, and do all these things to set yourself up so you're not watching TV or whatever anymore. You can still and will be tempted to make the decision to go back and do those things that you have always done. So just because it's easier, it, you should choose it, um, but you are still going to have to actively make that choice to do it. You will always have to work for your success and goals. Uh, and number two, your hard work will pay off. Changes won't happen overnight, especially if you're on a health journey. You're not going to see it day one, day three, day five, but day 12 and 13, you're going to notice something's a little different. Day 30, wow, I'm really starting to see results. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get faster. You're going to be in better shape. And it's the culmination of all those choices of creating the habit that in the long run will pay off. You will absolutely see the long-term gains and the effectiveness of your new habits. So some good stuff. Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in today, hanging out with Christy and I. We always love the opportunity to pour into you. And uh, we can't wait. Next week, we are wrapping up with our character because your character ultimately leads to your destiny. It's going to be so much fun. We love you guys. We'll talk to you later.